Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Champ We Are United podcast. Would you believe this is episode 21? My word, we're getting old now, aren't we, chaps? We have the usual suspects here tonight. I'll just introduce them briefly. Of course, I'm your host for this evening's uh, podcast. I'm Gull, and we've got Rabbi. Good evening, everyone. And of course, we've also got Verso. Welcome, Verso. Hello, all. So let's briefly uh, run through the running order. Uh, I need a thesaurus there, don't I? <laughs> um, the running order. So anyone that actually does want to pinpoint something specific, they can go to that point. Although, why would you not want to listen to it all? That's what I say. Um, so we'll start off with uh, Rab and any Twitter feedback, messages, questions, etc. Uh, <clears throat> and then we'll briefly talk about our recent acquisitions, what we've bought and what we think of them. Then we'll move on to uh, the really enjoyable Versos Collection Corner. Really enjoyed that so far. I will then be starting a four-part four series. Can you believe it, lads? Four-part series um, about Marvel superheroes' secret wars. But oh, okay. I'll tell you more about that later. Uh, we'll be then back to Rab for his Rab's Rovers on this day. And then we'll have a brief preview of what will be coming up in episode 22. So there you go. That's what's coming up this evening. But let's start with Rab. And uh, what feedback do we have this week? Yes. Well, if you remember a couple of weeks back, we had our, our first ever music clip where I, I did a quick quiz round. And uh, Verso did get in there, I think, 10 seconds before goal. And guessed it to be the theme tune from none Liar. other. Liar. <laughs> well, I listened to it back. None other than Murphy's Mob. Yeah. Of mid 1980s fame, and that that had come about because I was flicking through BritBox earlier that day, no doubt looking for some more Doctor Who, and happened to see Murphy's Mob was there, and thought, oh, I'd, you know, wow, have, really have to to watch a bit of that, so I, I did. And it was, it was as good as I remembered. So, on that note, on Twitter, I invited our followers to send us any memories that they had of any football-related TV soaps, really, from back in the day. And had some replies there. Um, Richard Bolter said he was, he was on to Joyce's Giants. And his memory says the Giants played a team from Italy that played in a kit very similar to Juve's. So the Giants had to play in their away kit, which was white, of course, Joyce's Giants, having the, the Newcastle uh, black and white stripes, didn't they? Ross washed it with a red sock, so it all went pink. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I think he also scored the hat trick that day, though, in a 3-2 win to make up for it. Great stuff. And for Bristol, KRS, his favourite show from back in the day was The Manageress. Yes. Yeah. Jerry Lungy. Yeah. One of your favourites as well, Gil. Yeah, very much so, yeah. I, uh, I got the book as well, which was a good read. Uh, mm. Really enjoyable. Ahead of its time, really. And, uh, yeah. 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 On, on The Manageress, um, am I thinking Stan Hay wrote that? Who wrote you know, some Amazon pets? Rings a bell. Be. Yeah. Could well be. Yeah. 
Um, so there we have Murphy's Mob, the, the Joyce's Giants, the Manager S. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all in favour, I think. I know it was a bit later on, but it's, it does remain Dream Team. <laughs> it's the one we keep coming back to um, on Sky no. One, but yeah. I have never seen an episode of Dream Team because oh. it was on Sky and we didn't have Sky at the time. Yeah. I'm pulling a face now of disbelief. Uh, <laughs> I have all the episodes, bar some of season one and season two, but I have all of season three through to nine or ten, whatever it was. Um, I must rewatch one day. I actually bought um, one of the one of the kits, the Harchester United shirt. Uh, no, no longer fits me, but I've still got. Was it was it the home shirt? Yes, yeah, it was the purple one. It was, um, I think, it was Lecoq Sportif. Ah, yeah. I had a white away kit of Harchester's and also the an orange top yes. kit. As well, um, I'm in a minority here. I didn't have any. <laughs> it was it was very much I think of its time, very early two thousands, late nineteen nineties, early two thousands, in style and substance. And you know, the storylines were of course exaggerated from real life football, as you would expect. But despite that, I, I really think it captured the the feel of the time. Yeah, definitely. There's also one that uh, need to mention. We've mentioned in a previous podcast, and that's playing the field. Mm. I absolutely love that one. Do you remember that one, Verso? Do yeah, uh, K K Miller was it? K Miller. The one, yeah. Yeah, the Doncaster Bells, wasn't it? It was based on them briefly. Right. Yeah, yeah. That that was good. Enjoyed that. That ran for four or five years, didn't it? Yeah, five, five seasons. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, have we got any more there, uh, Rab? That was that was it. Yeah, I, I'm sure there will be more to come on that one. Uh, I think that could run around. But I think yeah, it was good feedback as well. From, just generally from the David Skew episode last week, I, I think clearly people did enjoy that. And of yeah, course, we, we very much enjoyed uh, getting the chance to meet David and putting it all together. Yeah, we've had a little bit of good feedback on the Facebook group as well, so that's nice to read. But uh, yeah. like you said, I think people did enjoy that, so that's really, really good. Thanks for that, Rab. Uh, more next week, hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, let's move on now. So uh, any recent acquisitions to your collection? I know that you have, uh, Rab, but I'll start with Verso. It might be a short uh, sentence if he hasn't, but have you had anything recently added to your collection? I haven't because I've been too too busy renaming them all. I've I've nearly got to the end of my eleven thousand files and renamed them all with um, title, um, issue number, and date. So they're all going to follow the same format because I like it that way. It's just easier to find everything. And I'm I'm nearly there. I've just finished. I just finished Royal Rovers this afternoon. I had half an hour spare, so I've just done a couple of hundred of Royal Rovers getting them right. So. That's tricky, actually, to get the correct issue numbers on Royal Rovers because they do, they do, um, depending on which site you get your information from, they do tend to change a little bit towards the end because of double issues and things like that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Christmas double issues. You know, it's uh, are they counted as two separate weeks? You know, it's a tricky one. Yeah. But but no, no more yet. But there's a couple that I I. I I want to start moving into the war ones, the war comics, because um, 
But I think that's, that's, that's just going to be too much, isn't it? There was loads of them, wasn't there? There was thousands upon thousands of them battling. Yeah. Well, we have we have a, a previous podcast just made for you, Verso, <laughs> where we went through the war comics. I don't know if you you, you heard that one. I've um, listened to all, but as you say, twenty one episodes over nine months. It's um, I might have to have a re listen. I think. Yeah, yeah, but you've got the likes of Commando, five thousand, five and a half thousand issues there, and that's still going, isn't it? Still going. Yeah. Mm. It's still amazing to me how we're not having football picture story monthly, you know, with how popular football is. I, mm. I don't really understand, but there you go. I saw somebody on Facebook advertise that the other day. They had every single issue. Yeah. And they wanted several thousand, several hundred pounds for it, for every single issue of football picture monthly. Yeah. I think, I think you would be talking probably in the region of a thousand pounds for a yeah. lot. It, it was, Realistically, it was, mm. I I just thought to myself, I'm not going down that wormhole because um, mm. I bankrupt myself because I'll, I'll get too involved and just want everything. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be bidding thousands of pounds for one issue, and, and the wife will tell me off. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's worth bringing up uh, and saying another thank you uh, to Rab because uh, you know we're a good bunch on our website and we help each other out, as you know. And Rab was very very kind to. Uh, pass on to me quite a high collection of his football picture story monthlies that he had spare mm. uh, and really enhanced my collection so thank you again Brilliant. our pleasure yeah what about you Rab I, I know you said on the site that you've uh, added to your collection yes I certainly have um, two I, I, was, I was getting worried because it was one of these deliveries you know, when you get the, the infamous red card through the door, when you've missed the, the postman or parcel force, and they said they would re-deliver it the next day. And I got another card just saying it had gone to our post office. It didn't even say which one. Um, but I eventually tracked it down, and it was a, an enormous box. And I've been really looking forward to this one, to say the least, because... It contained um, the last missing copies I needed to complete Roy of the Rovers, which was from 1993. Uh, so that's me now all the way from 1976, right the way through till the end of publication. Fantastic. Of Weekly Comet 93. And also contained every issue of Eagle, from 1982 through to 1983, uh, to 1993 as well. So the re the reboot really of the great great grandson, of course, of Dan Dare, um, and Return of the Mekon and all that is there. And I've started started reading through them again. Yeah, I mean it's just great. And and one of the gold mines, of course, Gull, as you know, yeah. is and Verso, you were talking about this the other week. I know you were disappointed with it with this part of it, but uh, Tiger, of course, moved across and became part of Eagle, yeah. as did Scream. And so, therefore, we have, or I have my hands now on some of the strips of the 13th floor. And you have Max doing the editorial in Eagle across some of those weeks as well. Yeah. No, that's a really good 
a good uh, thing to have in the collection. Yeah, uh, I mean, all, yeah. all full of princely sum of, ooh, it was around 80 pounds. Not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't grumble at that, I don't think. Um so yeah, I just thought, you know, a chance to get every every eagle thought would be worthwhile. Um so absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to enjoying it. I say I've just started reading through them again uh, this week and yeah, enjoying them. I mean, it's also, I know this is sacrilegious to probably say, but it's an investment. You know, there might be a time where our collections yeah. need to be passed on and sold yeah. for, you know, to help out money-wise. It's an investment, so. Yeah, and, and, you know, we're always moving stuff on. There is only so much space in an attic. And as you know, <laughs> there's um, 60 years worth of football programmes in there as well, so. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Blimey, we haven't touched on football programmes for a while. We must revisit that maybe yeah. sometime yeah. later in, in the year. So, uh, what about yourself, Gold? You picked anything up recently? Nothing spectacular. I mean, of course, from last week's podcast, we all know that we've purchased the uh, recent Roy of the Rovers. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing else, really, at the moment. Um, but I'm still, still searching for a complete run of the original Scream, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to pay anything less than £100 for. Um, I've got a few editions, but I'm reluctant to go down the individual route because I think that might end up costing me more, yeah. quite a bit more. And I, and I know that Verso is nodding his head as well. Mm. Uh, you know, I'll, one day I'll find that bargain. And, you mm-hmm. know, if I've got to pay maybe 120, 130 a push, then I will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's one that I do always keep an eye out for for you. Um, you know, you, you just never know. Uh, you know, you, you go along to a sort of car boot sale or you're in a charity shop and there's a stack of comics there and you just never know what sort of things people will have handed in. Yeah. And you just might, you know, you get lucky sometimes and it's just what you're looking for. Now, I remember when I was a youngster, I went to a local jumble sale uh, and there was about, I don't know, 80 or 90 Roy the Rovers comics mm. there. And this is a few years after I'd stopped buying but i did get them and i got back into them i did actually sell them uh, a while later but now i've replaced that and i've got about as mentioned previously about 650 of the Mm. issues but uh, yeah it's interesting what you can pick up like you said yeah absolutely good stuff okay uh well let's move on to our pretty new section that's been running over the last couple of weeks and i will mention on our website, which we'll give you the address for later on. Now have... <laughs> we haven't got it right at all in 20, 20 episodes. It's become a standing, it's become a standing joke, hasn't it? So yeah. It, there's always a dot missing somewhere. <laughs> and then and then last week I finally did it and I got it wrong. Oh it's a funny old game. It's a funny old game. Ah, most one greasy. <laughs> oh, dear, that, that was awful. Uh, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. Verso uh, now has his own section on our board uh, called, well, Verso's Collection Corner. Mm-hmm. And anything that he discusses, uh, you'll be able to find that particular issue, hopefully, it, uh, when he finds the time, and be able to read the issue on our website. So that's yeah. pretty good. So let's uh, awesome. go over to Verso. 
Verso's collection corner. What have you got for us this week? Um, thank you. Um, today I'm going to talk about the um, short-lived comic called Speed. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you remember this one, guys? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, it was um, IPC, you know, same, same stable as Tiger. Um, mm-hmm. Barry Thompson was heavily involved in it. Um, only run for 31 issues. I, I first stumbled upon it on issue 29, and then right. two issues later, got the dreaded big news inside. So I thought, yeah, that, that was a waste of time for three weeks. But anyway, it, it came out um, February the 23rd in 1980 and finished October the 25th of the same year. So, um, yeah, 31 issues. It then um, joined forces with Tiger and was with Tiger on the um, for. 59 issues, just over a year before Speed was gone forever. Um, my stories, I think the probably the, the most famous one there was um, Death Wish. Um, I think totally written by Barry Tomlinson. Um, the thing with Death Wish is that um, obviously it outlived Speed because it moved into Tiger. Yeah. And then it ended up in Eagle once Tiger finished. It moved over to... Um, Tiger and sorry, Eagle and Tiger, and then um, ended up. I don't know how long it was in Eagle for, but I think it was quite a while. So that was um, possibly the longest running story from the speed years. Um, another couple. There was Tops on Two Wheels, um, but a stunt rider Eddie Tops. Oh, yeah. Any bell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that also went to Tiger. Um, mm-hmm. In Tiger, and um, got a couple for you. You, you like your crossovers. Um, Speed Boy, remember that story? Guy, a, a, yeah, young lad. Um, he was just fixated on breaking records. You'd get up in the morning and uh, think, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run to school and I'm gonna beat my record from yesterday. Um, we, weirdly enough, he ended up in Billy's Boots with Billy Dane. Oh, really? Yes. I love it when we discover new stuff. That's fantastic. <laughs> what I'll do is when I upload. The, to the website a little bit about um, speed. I'll dig out the first issue of Tiger that he was in Billy Billy Dane with. So there's a nice little link there, mm-hmm. and um, the the other link probably might know this one. The fastest footballer on earth, Mickey Jordan, played mm-hmm. for Mudport. Yeah. Ended up in the Marx Brothers in Royal Rovers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's um, so. Uh, I picked that because I, I, know, I know you guys love your crossovers. So I, um, mm. so I, I didn't have a great deal of time because I got I got two way laid into renaming. But I thought I'd do a nice little short one this week with speed. Mm. There was um, there's also a the the obvious the premise of the comic is in the title speed. Everything was fast, fast going. There was um, there was a something in the, set in the Wild West, um, the fastest gun in the West, and there was. Um, a family that went to space, um, and there, there was even there was even a, a war story. Baker's half dozen. Oh um, yeah. And the premise of that was the, the Sergeant Baker. He was a fast soldier, so you know they. Um, it was a very tenuous link to speed, mm-hmm. but it covered all the genres. You had space, you had Wild West, you had war, you had mm-hmm. football, you had you know you had a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but. I, the, I do remember, like I say, briefly, because I bought two or three episodes, and, episodes, so I'm back to TV again, two, two or three issues at the end, and I sort of quite, quite enjoyed it. And then, lo and behold, 
it it, it did merge with my favourite comic anyway, so I didn't sort of lose out. Yeah. But that's that's my little um little trip down memory lane on speed. <clears throat> Excellent. Good stuff. And uh, any listeners who uh, are already part of uh, the website or want to join, you'll be able to see information on what Verso speaks about uh, on the website. But we'll do the address mm. later, of course. Okay. I think it's my turn, isn't it? Yes. Now, now I know that we're predominantly a sport, comic, football podcast and website, but on our website, we... Uh, we do touch on lots of different things, and I'm a very big fan of the Marvel superheroes Secret Wars hmm. uh, that came out initially in 1984. I'm going to actually do a four-part series. Forgive me. Do indulge me. Uh, uh, and next week, I'll be looking at the original Secret Wars run uh, from in 1984. Then the week after, the sequel, the Secret Wars 2, and then the final week will be discussing the new version that came out about six or seven years ago, new version of Secret Wars. But today I'm going to talk about, uh, quite famously, the origins of the Spider-Man black costume. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, um, you find a lot of posts on eBay with people selling Secret Wars issue eight, uh, which on the cover has Spider-Man in the black costume. And they promote it as the first uh, appearance of it. Um, well, actually, that's not strictly correct uh, because that came out in December '85. Now, that's the first appearance of it in story continuity. There's actually a bit of backstory to it, which is quite interesting. It is actually long forgotten that in uh, issue six and seven of the original run, Spider Woman wore a black costume or the black costume quite long forgotten that is mm. but let's work backwards because this is where it gets really really interesting so earlier on in the year in may amazing spider-man 252 had spider-man on the cover in a black costume and that is also in certain areas of the internet classed as the first appearance of the black costume because you know, it's in a comic earlier than the one where it shows up in Secret Wars. But no, 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 no. <laughs> it goes back even further than that. So uh, two months before the Amazing Spider-Man 252 issue, um, which uh, came out in May, in March, there was a Marvel Age comic, which is actually more of a newsletter comic. So there's a debate there whether, of course, that's an official first appearance. But we see the Spidey black costume in that one. And that was uh, two months before, so March uh, 1983. Oh, no, 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 no. It goes back even further. You have an appearance also in Comics Journal number 85. Uh, and that was in October 1983. Again, it's not a continuity story appearance, but it's artwork of the black costume. So again, very interesting. You can have a debate of what is the first appearance until the cows come home. But this is the most interesting part of it. And I have touched upon it on the website in the past. The actual origin of the black costume. 
So the, the black costume was a, an original idea submitted by a 22-year-old fan called Randy Schuler <laughs> after Marvel ran a competition for new ideas. This was in 1982. This is fascinating. It really is. Mm. You know, it, it was his idea. Uh, his idea was to slightly upgrade uh, Spider-Man's abilities and appearance, and he would don this black costume, uh, black stealth-like suit designed by Reed Richards, incorporating their uh, molecule outfit types things. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, and that was his idea. And of course, it was much more durable than his normal outfit. Now, Jim Shooter uh, purchased this idea, uh, loved the idea, and uh, paid $220, which in today's money is about $500. Hmm. Uh, and it, uh, the actual complete history following that, you know, all the way to the Venom films and hmm. all of that, you know, it's astonishing to think that just a fan wrote in in a competition and said, do you know what? I think we should have Spider-Man in a black costume with different abilities. Hmm. Uh, Venom did actually appear in um, Amazing Spider-Man 299. But isn't that fascinating? Really fascinating that, that people think that the first appearance is... Uh, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number eight, and people are paying money for it on eBay and other sites because it is the first continuity, but not the first official appearance that should go to Amazing Spider-Man 252. But of course, there's all the other things as well. Really fascinating history of the, of the a black suit there. And next week, I'll move on to looking at the original run, Spider-Man um, Secret Wars one to 12. And that's my little part one of a four part series. Excellent. Yeah. As you say, it, it's, it's fantastic that uh, <clears throat> it comes from a fan. Yeah. And it's not an editorial. It wasn't a straightforward editorial decision to change Spider-Man's abilities and costuming in that way. Yeah. So it, it just shows you, you know, that, and, and here we are, you know, Venom 2 has recently come out, of course, hasn't it, at the cinema. Yeah. All these years later, and it goes right back to the the fans sending in the, the idea. I know, it's astonishing. And mm. the fact that, you know, it was taken on by Jim Shooter just for that amount of money. Mm -hmm. uh, he did the original guy, um, uh, Randy uh, Shuler, he did once they decided that they wanted to use it, he did sub submit more pitch, more drawings and some storylines but apparently they didn't follow through with those. And once mm. they purchased the rights to it, they took creative control, of course. But mm. yeah, what a, I'd be proud, but oh, what a missed opportunity to be a millionaire. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard to imagine that happening now, isn't it? When you think about the, the size and scope of the Marvel franchise, I mean, I know back in 1982, Marvel was obviously a... a substantial comics um, had a substantial comics output both in, in America and in the UK of course but you know it's dwarfed isn't it by what it's become now I know it really really is unbelievable mm. but that's why I think that the series is going to be an interesting uh, little thing mm. because, because that was the first big major 
crossover where all of the villains and all of the goodies yeah. went on to the same. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. We'll go into it mm. next week. But yeah, so many crossovers like that since. But that was the original one, I believe. And I wonder, I wonder even if, if you could make the case. I, I don't know. I'm sure there are many internet discussions on the origins of where the Marvel Cinematic Universe came from. Um, obviously, it's, it's based around most of Marvel's most famous characters, but I, I wonder if the, the Secret Secret Wars had quite an influence on it. Yeah, I think so. And I think, I think that's a good point. I think we're heading towards something like that already. Mm. Uh, you know, I can't see why they're, they're not going to get absolutely everyone in a massive, mm. you know, massive fight, basically. Yeah, um, yeah I, I absolutely agree with that point. Mm. Um, but, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, you've got films that predate them, uh, mm. maybe television movies as well, like The Incredible Hulk, yeah. Bill movies that came after the series. Yes. Um, and I believe also that that was Stan Lee's first cameo in one of those. Mm. Um, That's right. Interesting indeed. Mm. Yeah, great stuff. Oh, it's me hosting, isn't it? I forgot. I was going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rab, come to your section now. Uh, Rab's Rovers on this day. Yeah. And yet again, I've, I've not got the exact to the day, the 24th, but I've got the 25th of November. And this time we're having a look at 1989, which, you know, when you get to our age, doesn't feel that long ago to me. I don't know about you two, but um, of course it's 32 years ago. It was like a millennia ago. Oh, uh, it is. I know. No, I don't know. And 32 pence. And of course, the banner headline had changed slightly. And the title on the cover, and I know Versa will, will let you see this one um, on the website as well, but it's entitled War in the Dressing Room. And here you have a ginger-haired character, who I'll, I'll be quite a lot more of just in a minute, put, I was gonna jabbing say his I finger. What's that? I, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I was going to say who I thought it was, uh, but carry on. No, 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 have a guess. And Andy McLaren? It is Andy McLaren jabbing his finger um, angrily in Roy's chest. And there's, there's a fantastic reconnection here because my all-time favourite football player he starred for Kilmarnock, naturally. <laughs> and oh you know, Andy McLaren, what what a you know a story. I, I could probably talk about him all night. Um, but there you go, he is my all-time favorite player, and here he is, you know, a, a, a well-known character in this era of Royal the Rovers as a name. Um, and I did get the privilege and huge excitement to meet the real life Andy McLaren um just a couple of years ago in the car park at, at Rugby Park when he was playing in a, a testimonial match. So I believe he's now actually a taxi driver in Glasgow, of all <laughs> things. But there we go. Anyway, back to Roy of the Rovers. And the story opens up. Guess which competition they're playing in? No cup. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the revamped Milk Cup, of course. Do they, they're never playing anything else. So they're playing cricket. They're on tour somewhere to get shot at or they're playing in the Milk Cup. But this time, it's the Littlewoods Cup. Oh. Yeah. And... What year did you get that? 
What, what's that? Did you say 1989? 1989. Yeah, I don't have 1989. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. no. We'll, we'll work our way around that. We'll get around yeah. it. Um, but they're playing Barndale Athletic, and it's the fourth round. And we're told that Roy is still angry about the £3 million signing of the Scottish internationalist Andy McLaren. Um, and McLaren, Roy keeps him in the bench at first, of course, and then brings him on because Johnny Dexter gets injured. Andy, naturally, for the story, scores the opening goal, much to Roy's chagrin. Um, but then... As they're coming off at half-time, he's given Roy a hard time, which leads to him jabbing the finger in the manager's chest by saying, you need to play me through the middle, Roy. That's where I'm going to bang the goals in because um, he's been played out wide. And so Roy gives in and he reshuffles the shape of the team for the second half, putting himself on the right, hand, on the right wing and Andy McLaren through the middle. And the man behind McLaren's signing, which was a bit of a story in the lead up to this, was Charlie Sutton, one of the Mail Chester directors. And he's sitting in the director's box, delighted to see McLaren now through the middle, uh, with a kind of stone-faced Ben Galloway sitting next to him. So next time, Rovers are on the counter-attack. Roy is, of course, an amazing run up the right-hand side. He chips the keeper. The ball is about to hit the back of the net, but no, it comes off the bar. And who's there to head it in? It's Andy McLaren. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For his second goal of the match, taking the acclaim of the fans, who say, isn't this the best three million quid we've ever spent <laughs> on McLaren? Um, and then it ends, the match ends 2-0, with... McLaren saying that was near a bad start, boss. Once you get used to my ways, I think we'll get along just fine. And it closes out with that. So clearly, there may be trouble ahead between Roy and Andy McLaren. And other stories in November 1989, we of course still open up with Rick Stewart and goalkeeper. Um, some of the features I'm going to come to, we have. Uh, story of a star. Now, I reckon this was probably drawn by David Skew. Yeah. Because he mentioned, he mentioned exactly. this last week, didn't he? Yeah. And the player featured this time is Graham Roberts. Oh, Weymouth. Weymouth and Spurs and Rangers, eventually. So that's um, the heart of the thing. Really well drawn, as, as ever. Fantastic artwork. Uh, Billy's Boots continues. Then we have, don't, we've left the score predictions behind, sadly, in 1989. Uh, but we move on to Hamish and Mouse, still there, still going strong. There's I an love interesting... the fact that, sorry to interrupt again, Rab. I love the fact that we've got an ASMR thing going on here where we can actually hear you turning the pages. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's none of your fancy fangled computer technology for this, it's the actual paper. Um, I know. So 1989-90, there's a really good feature entitled The Headliners. Now, this is of interest to us, I think, because Roy, you know, Roy, of course, wrote the article and signs it off. Um, but Roy kind of takes us through some of the big transfer news of the summer, really, at the start of the season, even though it's November. 
um, of that season. And we find that Gary Lineker had moved recently from Barcelona to Spurs for the princely sum of one and a half million pounds. Wow. Chris Waddle, um, meanwhile, went the other way from Spurs to Marseille for four and a half million. Which you know where he ended up, don't you? Torquay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mo Johnson gets a mention after controversially that summer, seeming to sign a re-sign for Celtic. And, of course, then that piece of paper was ripped up and he was pictured holding a Rangers shirt just a few days later. Wow. An incident which will never be forgotten in Glasgow. Um, who else do we have? Yeah, there's there's a fantastic one buried at the bottom here. Terry, do you remember Terry Hudlock? No. Oh, he, he was Millwall. Uh, he ended up at Rangers and he just, what you know, he's one of these guys, you thought he's in a red card every game. Just no finesse, no skill, just in there as a hatchet man. But the last paragraph says at 31, Millwall's Terry Hudlock has received the call from Bobby Robson to join the England squad for the World Cup qualifying game against Poland. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> um, Tommy Hutchison also mentioned there, at, still playing at the age of 42. Remember he scored at both ends in yeah. the FA Cup final? Yeah. For Man City and uh, Spurs. Yes, yeah, Ipswich should have been there. We got beaten in the semis by Man City. That's right. Not, yeah. not bitter, no, no, not bitter. Nah, not at all. <laughs> and Tommy Hutchison at 42 had made his European debut for Swansea uh, at that time in a Cup Winners' Cup tie against Panathinaikos. So that's incredible that he was still playing. That's amazing. That must yeah. be... That must be, you know, one of the top five aged players in 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 that competition. Well, in modern times, anyway. If you, yeah. you know, I can't see a forty-two-year-old player in the Champions League. No, I might be no. completely wrong. Listeners, do correct me if I'm wrong. No, definitely not. Then I think we, we have get there. <laughs> then we have some merchandise of nineteen eighty-nine, and this time it is. Uh, Melchester bedroom bin, desk tidy, a soap tidy. I don't know what a soap tidy is. Just somebody that holds your soap, isn't it? Uh, and a toothbrush tidy, which again, somebody put your brush. And you can get a lot for uh, £10 plus £1 postage. Not bad. Wow. <laughs> I'll spend my money and then they can come around and keep my bedroom tidy. <laughs> What's it going on eBay for now? That's the thing. True. Son of Racy is the next strip. Sorry, I jumped in before you said it then. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you remember Son of Racy? Oh, yeah, very much so. Because obviously we've touched upon all of the stories that are in the Melchester Rovers continuity, that being that being one. Uh, yeah. Early stages of uh, Rocky, of course. Absolutely. Verso, memories of Son of Racy? No. I, I, I remember Rocky... But not his own standout story, I don't know. No, it was, I think, certainly late 80s. And yeah. And, of course, we have Andy Steele, Playmaker. I remember that because that came from Hotshot, didn't he? Yeah. 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 It's well a shame that it was no longer in colour. It was. It was great in colour. Crazy sport. 
Wasn't it called Kaiser Sports Custom Shirts? Yeah. It was. It was. By this time, no sponsor. No sponsor in Mill Side Shirts. <laughs> it's not only going black and white, but they've lost the sponsor as well. And that closes it out. So probably fewer features overall. Um, although, as I say, I really did enjoy that. Down memory lane with some of the players who were around and, and still household names in 1989. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, good strips and great to see David Skew in there, of course, with um, Graham Roberts. Yeah, definitely. Enjoyed that one. Uh, do you know, I think the banner, uh, the new Roy the Rovers banner up across the top, I think that was one of my favourites. I think so. It's very, it's very clean and tidy, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that sort of turned more into a magazine than a comic by then, hasn't it? Isn't I it? think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was say, it was beginning to. I was going to mention that article. That that article was not not really what you'd get in a comic five years earlier, really. Um, yeah. So I think that was the beginning of it going towards the magazine, and then of course it. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I think so. I think, I mean, I was, it just came to me there. I mean, I know we've, we've moved, as I'm aiming to do, from different years of Royal Rovers, we've been 1984, 85, now 89. Um, but one of the weeks, I will do a feature from the March of the Day magazine. Oh, great. I, th I think that'd be worthwhile. Um, with the Roy, the Roy strip in there, of course, and just some of the, some of the features of March of the Day, because it, it was a fantastic magazine um in the sort of mid 90s yeah yeah i do, do remember that and although the roy the rover strip was in there the the early days of Manchester Day magazine was aimed uh, at an older demographic than it is nowadays it is oh, much yeah. more kids nowadays isn't yeah. it yeah it's totally changed yeah very much so long running long running magazine i look mm. forward to that mm. good thank you uh, do you know what I love? The, li the, the listeners obviously can't see this. You've got the, the ASMR of Rab turning the pages uh, and he mentioning, you know, no newfangled technology here. But we've also got Verso, who I promise you, listeners, doesn't even look into the camera for most of the podcast because he's too busy on his computer researching whatever we've just talked about, which <laughs> I think is absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. Well, cool, man. It's, yeah, it's all the new skill together. That's it. Exactly. I've never even seen what his eyes look like, to be honest. They're always just looking up above the camera. There you go. I can't even see. Yeah, there you go. Furious, oh. Furiously researching. Yeah. Oh, nearly broke my screen. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, back next week with another one, of, another one of those, Rab? Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. And, of course, Verso will have another one of his collection corner. Mm. Uh, moving on, this has gone really quickly. We seem to be coming to nearing the end, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah, just got... on, on my, my little bit, um, yeah, sure. what if I featured something that wasn't sport-related in my comics? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, sure. We touch upon 13th floor, which is... Yeah, not... yeah, yeah. 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 And, cool. and even today, we've done Marvel Superhero Secret Wars. Yeah, I've answered my own question. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I think that definitely a Doctor Who feature at some point as well. 
Uh, I think so. With the finale coming up in a couple of weeks, mm. we were talking off air before we started tonight's podcast. Verso had seen the first episode, but is going to watch two, three, four, and five just prior to episode six. So we might discuss before that episode, episode six, briefly in the podcast then, and then after the episode six. What do you say, chaps? I'm up for that. Yeah. Because we're all Doctor Who fans, aren't we? Oh, yeah. What about replacement? My call is Michael Sheen. Oh, but of course he played, um, oh, what was the character? But it was a voice only, wasn't it, in, mm. in uh, one of the episodes? Michael Sheen. I've always wanted Eddie Izzard, to be honest. Yeah, I think yeah, that'd yeah. be good. Yeah. And anyone who's a bit quirky and not strange, but you know what I mean, in, in their acting, like, yeah. I, could always, I, I know that he wouldn't play it like this, Eddie Izzard, but I just would love him to go, mm. oh, yes, Daleks, oh, no. Oi, <laughs> 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 oh, mate. Hey, mate. Yeah. I think John Bishop's fitted in well. Yeah, really well. Mm. Yeah, I liked him in episode, I in episode one. I liked him in that. Yeah, yeah. Good, good publicity for uh, Anfield and Liverpool, of course, as well. Well, Liverpool is my um, favourite city to visit. Been there yeah. nine times. Me and the wife actually got married there a few years ago, and right. um, so it's, it's always nice to to see that on on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like Liverpool as well <clears throat> as a place. Huge, huge Doctor Who fan though. So we will visit mm. that in the coming weeks. And I do have yeah. a massive DVD collection of Doctor Who. So I'll. Uh, touch on that maybe mm -hmm. in many moons time but yeah mm -hmm. uh, any other points of uh points to mention no i think i think we've covered a lot tonight a lot of ground there gone very Going quickly from dying there to doctor who so yeah yeah oh there's something there so an, an alphabetical thing uh <laughs> i like the idea of that yeah. but you know i've got to name it uh i've got to name it with something so it'd be like I don't know. <laughs> a, a lit, you know, lit, something literate. Is that the right word? Yeah. No, yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we touched upon briefly what episode 22 will be about. I don't know if Simo, Simo will be back with us. Um, if so, we might have a Simo Select. Mm -hmm. But of course, I'll have part two of my uh, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars. Yeah. We'll have a uh, collection corner. Rabs Rovers on this day. Any Twitter feedback? Talking of which, let's go over to Rab for the Twitter address. That's my corner of the studio. And uh, it's at champ underscore A-R-E. Champ at champ underscore R on Twitter. And always very grateful. I, I, I know I, I keep saying this, but we are genuinely grateful for the feedback um, that we get on Twitter. It's great to interact with people over there and just keep sending us your, your own memories, uh, you know, of British comics or football and TV or whatever, and we will always read them out for you. Excellent. And now a moment in history. I saw the nerves on Perso's face. Uh, we, know, we know what's coming next. Now, there's a little bit of an in-joke, as we said earlier, where <laughs> in 20 episodes, Rab, I don't think has got the... Website yep. address right right once. And, and of you course, got it wrong last week, didn't you? Yeah, I thought, well, I'm going to do it last week, and I got it wrong. So yeah. here we go. Moment in history. Over to Verso for the website address. No pressure. <laughs> 
Okay, it's www.champweareunited.proboards.com. He's done it. I think we're cracking the champagne in this one. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear the clapping then. I'm sorry if you couldn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll be on to episode 22 uh, next week. <sighs> Still can't believe it. Every week when we do our podcast, I'm in awe of how far we've come but also with the help of the feedback of the listeners which is absolutely, oh, absolutely. great absolutely and the guests of course um yeah you know uh, you know it's it's staggering for us that when when we started this you know we keep returning to this point but it really was just a way during a lockdown to get together and just kind of lighten the mood you know for for everybody yeah. for ourselves really um during that horrible time that, that we all experienced at the start of the year, uh, 2021, and never for a moment imagining that we would get to speak to some of the people we have, never imagining for a moment we would be published in uh, a periodical nutmeg as well. You know, Amazing. Talk, talking about Riverton. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, on it goes. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. That first episode, of course, you're right. We've said it last week. We've said it so many times. Hmm. We didn't think or didn't know anyone would be listening. We were just doing it for a chinwag to yeah. cap, you know, just to touch base during such yeah. a dark time. Yeah. Um, and, and here we are now. And let's not forget, of course, the contributions from uh, those that come on and join us now and again. Uh, and thank you also then to Simo and Riddis. And we hope to see you back on a future episode, both of you. But yeah, thank you for your contributions. Yes. I think that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time for the good goodbyes. I enjoyed that one. Really enjoyed it. Then again, I say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, time for the goodbyes. Uh, so first of all, it's goodbye from me, Gull. Uh, it's good night from me, Rob. Take care. And it's good night from me, Verzo. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you.